With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one i was gonna say as you can see but you cannot see because we're audio only the matchmaking hats are back on the heads of the two best friends in mma media as we discuss the what's next for some of the notable names coming out of ufc vegas 54 which took place this past saturday at the apex i am mike hack and joining me as always the aforementioned best friend himself mr alexander k lee hello sir Hey, Mike, my best friend. Um, I'm in a good mood. I feel like we're on a pretty good run of cards living up to their potential. Uh, so people can make of that statement what they will. I, I, I have been, you know, if you listen to pre- preview shows for some of these fight nights, I've been setting the bar pretty low using the, uh, you know, the gymnastics score. So like mostly can peak around like a 7, 7.5. I might have underrated um, the card two weeks ago. I think I said it was like a was the card two weeks ago or just last week. Maybe, maybe it was just the. Yeah, two weeks ago. I think there was a car like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, it was like a six or something. And then it turned out it turned out pretty good. And people were like, oh, it was an amazing car. Anyway. But uh, yeah, credit to the match. Well, credit to the matchmakers, and especially, of course, the fighters who uh, who bring it. You know, regardless of what we say about how a card looks on paper, it's on these guys and gals to perform. And most of these fighters have been doing a great job. Again, some of them not ready for prime time. That's to be expected. But overall, uh, I think if you're a, a, a fight fan who's just kind of like been tuning in, not necessarily watching every fight in the card, but just like picking and choosing. You're probably going to have a pretty good time watching the UFC right now. If that card started three and a half hours earlier, it would have been a near-perfect <laughs> fight night. Oh, that card demanded to—I wish, again, if this card, obviously, it should have been in Europe, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a much easier, less COVID-inflicted uh, world. This would have been in Europe, and yes, oh, man, it would have changed the time zone. We would have been on, like—can you imagine if it was on, like, noon? Can you imagine noon MMA, this card? It would have been fantastic. Every fight night card should start prelims at 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. 7 p.m. Eastern main card. 
I don't care if the NBA's on. I don't care if the NHL's on. I don't care. Just these are fight night start times. The pay-per-views, you could deal with the West Coasters. We could do the late night thing. That's fine. But we should not be... I mean, these these. Are, I don't know why I'm complaining. You know, we get to watch a good night of fights, but still. This was a 7.30 prelim start time, right? Yeah. That's and then insane. a six-fight main card at 10 That's p.m. Insane. Eastern. That's, That's just... Come on now. It moved a bit though. Right? It moved. I don't remember there any being like any big pacing issues, or maybe I'm just getting used to how they pace like six fight main cards now. But I don't remember being like egregiously slow. Well, Andre Petrovsky kind of screwed up everything because he submitted Nick Maximoff in a minute and a half, and mm-hmm. then we saw 14 consecutive Jan Blahovich packages before we finally saw an Alexander Rakic package, and then finally we got to the next fight. So. But pacing wasn't terrible. It was 11 fights. That's the sweet spot. Next week, good sweet spot in terms of fights. Time that these events kick off, the, the prelims and the main card. Loving all of those things. But let's go back to this past Saturday. Let's start where the night ended. Jan Blahovich gets back in the win column, picks up the win in the main event, albeit in an unfortunate manner. Lands a leg kick to the right leg of Alexander Rakic. Rakic steps back on the left leg, and the knee just kind of goes out. He collapses to the ground. Credit to Jan Blachowicz for noticing that and not inflicting any extra damage. In the books, it's a third-round TKO win for the man with the legendary Polish power. Now, Glover Teixeira tweets out earlier in the night, if you win and I win on June 11th, let's run this thing back. Did Jan Blachowicz earn his way back into a title fight or... Does he maybe get the winner of the July 30th fight between Anthony Smith and Magomed Ankalaev? How are you doing this? I only wish that uh, Glover had said, when I win, I he will rematch you. Because he will. I, I, I would love to see some bravado. I mean, that is not how he carries himself. And, uh, you know, how he carries himself has led to pretty great success in his life. So maybe he shouldn't be taking advice from me. But uh, I do think he's done enough. But that is not where I'm going. I'm not going for a Blachowicz or Blachowicz um, to share a rematch, nor a Blachowicz-Prohaczka fight in the event that uh, the impossible happens and he beats to share. I, I'm going crystal ball, not magic wand here. I'm going crystal ball. I think, as we've said many times, to share beats ankle, uh, beats, uh, excuse me, uh, Prohaczka. And then I think Ankalaev beats Anthony Smith convincingly. I want to see Ankalaev get his title shot sooner rather than later. So I think if Ankalaev does beat Anthony Smith uh, and put on puts on a really good performance, he gets the title shot. So I will give Blakovich Anthony Smith after he loses to Ankalaev. I think it's a good fight. I think it's one. It's one I would favor uh, Blakovich. I think it'd be an entertaining fight. I know a lot of people don't want to see him facing someone coming off a loss if, if that is the case, if that's how it unfolds. But I think Anthony Smith has done enough where like, He's sort of beyond wins and losses as far as like, oh, should we book him against another person who's losing, another person who's winning? He's faced such high-level competition, and, and we know he's a threat to anyone in, in the top 10. So, uh, yes, that's that's my crystal ball. And Kaliev gets a title shot against Teixeira after Teixeira beats Prochka, and then uh, Blakovitz gets Anthony Smith. I think this is going to be the latter for me, where Blachowicz is going to fight the winner of this fight, only because I think Ankalaev's going to win. However, if Anthony Smith wins, I think he's getting a title fight. I think he gets the title shot more so if yes. Ankalaev wins. I think there's more pizzazz behind Anthony Smith. I think if you say Glover Teixeira, Anthony Smith, or your Pahashka, Anthony Smith, 
or Yuri Perhashka or Glover against Magomed and Goliath, the Anthony Smith card is going to do better. It's just going to do better. And there's no, again, there's no reason to rush these guys. Ankalaev had his chance. He had the Tiago Santos stinker. He won, but it was not entertaining at all. It was a boring fight. And I think he's going to have to sort of make up for that. And the UFC, here's the thing about Teixeira and Prashka. Neither, no matter what happens, are the most active guys. So this could be their only fight of the year. It is a very strong possibility that this is the only time either of these two gentlemen compete this year or both these gentlemen compete this year. But I think it could be more of a wait and see because, I mean, it all depends on how it ends. I don't know if anybody runs over the other. I think it's a strong, I think it's just a tough matchup on July 30th. But again, the UFC has a lot of cards to fill. They have a lot of made events to put on over this calendar year. And it doesn't hurt to run another five-rounder with Blahovich against Ankaliyev or Anthony Smith. So that's my pick, just because I don't think either Teixeira or Prohashka are going to be bouncing back like three months later. I think this is, if we're lucky, we see him at the end of the year with the title defense. And what are these guys going to do in the meantime? So I'm sure they're not going to say no to getting a made event slot and making a couple extra bucks and then fighting for the title. I don't know. 205 is just there, I guess. It's a little funky. It's a little funky. Yeah, it's a little funky. It's, it's, not, a bad, it's not a bad division. It's just funky. Yeah. It's clearly not where it was in the, the early stages of the UFC when Shock and Tito and Randy and all those guys were, were running amok. There's no muck running in this division. It's just here's what we have available and here's what you're going to get. Speaking it's not, of... <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not sexy. Yeah, it's it's a it's a chip and a putt in the in the golf of the golf game of life. It's not Bryson DeChambeau hitting 370 yard drives like <laughs> the bantamweight division. This is chipping and putting, the the short game division of the UFC. So Ryan Spann, however, had a chaotic fight to no one's surprise with Iwan Kuchalaba in the co-main event. Things got hairy, but Safe Sayud basically yells to Ryan Spann. Either get up or submit him. And he kind of did both, AK. He gets Kuchalaba out of there. You would think the Dallas card on July 30th would make sense, but he says, don't ask me about my next fight. I want to get some things right mentally. I want to spend some time with the fam. To me, this win was nice, but it didn't propel him all that much. So unfortunately, he's going to be in for another tough test. And his name is Khalil Roundtree. The build will be nice. We'll get some insight into the mental game from both individuals. I feel like it'll be a very respectful build. And that just seems like the right fight considering pretty much everyone above Ryan Spann has something booked over the next two or three months. So I like that idea. What say you? For me, that would be a, well, I say a huge step up for Roundtree, but it's like, again, light heavyweight is a pretty, if you once you get past the top, eight or nine guys, I guess you're kind of, it's, there's a bit of a cluster. There is a bit of a cluster. So, I mean, I might, I have him like 15 spots ahead, but those 15 spots are like really narrowly like squeezed together. So it's like Alonzo Menafield's in there, like Ed Herman's in there somewhere. Kuchalaba, who just, he just beat, uh, Oleg Sechuk. It's like, yeah, man, this is a funky division. We should, we should really talk about this more. We should have a whole podcast on why this division is so funky. And like you said, where it once was and <laughs> how John Jones screwed it up kind of by just leaving it. And uh, what a weird, what a weird, weird spot. Um, uh, this is easy for me because um, I picked last week for uh, Open St. Preux. I said I want him to get the winner 
of the uh, penultimate fight of UFC Vegas 54. So I'm sticking with that. Uh, let's go Ryan Spann versus uh, Open St. Pru. Uh, uh, Texas versus Tennessee. I'm into it. I have them right next to each other in my rankings. Ryan Spann, 14, uh, OSP, 15. So there we go. That's easy for me. Yeah, I've Span. I've Span, Crutes, Jacoby, Kuchalaba, and Khalil Roundtree, like all between like 18 and 23. So at least in my eyes, it's not that far away. But I like that. I like that idea too because Oven St. Pru is sort of in that mix as well. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ, and with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no sweat bet up to fifteen hundred bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Now, AK, Bantamweights, right? Bantamweights. Davy Grant might not be a guy who will contend for a world title in his career, but he is certainly moving up the list of must-watch fighters in the UFC. He has an absolute battle with Lewis Smolka. Had a great first round, tough second round, comes back in the third, stops Smolka with a nasty calf kick. In my eyes, Davy Grant should have got two bonuses, fight of the night and one of the performance bonuses because that was just a nasty finish. The calf kick was absolutely gross. The brutal ground and pound puts Lewis Smolka out like a light. I'm excited to see this guy fight anybody, but what would you like to see? Yeah, listen, thank you, uh... Uh, Caitlin Chukagan and Amanda Hibas are putting on a fun fight that certainly surpassed expectations as far as entertainment value goes. But Davy Grant and Louis Smoka, my goodness, what a banger. I mean, 
I almost feel I had to watch it again, but I almost feel like in the moment I was just, you know, you're not really thinking about it. Uh, just you're just having fun. But that might have been that may have been one of the best, like one of the best fights of the year that we probably aren't talking about. We didn't we, we have a, we have a little thread people in our in our sort of work slack and uh, we didn't add it. But now that I'm, like I have to watch it again that in the moment I was like, this fight is freaking awesome. Uh, and certainly that certainly should have been the fight. Of the night. And both guys are an extra 50 K. Uh, Luis Smoka is always win or lose is always in these eventful fights. And yeah, I would have been nice to see him uh, get some extra cash. But again, hey, hopefully fingers crossed locker room bonuses. We find out the guys uh, guys got taken care of. Um, I like Montel Jackson for Davey Grant. Um, uh, Davey, again, like I said, I, I don't know if we really care about like, oh, I have moving up in the rankings for me. This would be kind of a rankings move up. I do have Montel Jackson a few spots higher, but that's not really that's secondary to just getting David Grant in there, putting on entertaining fights. Uh, I want to see Montel Jackson uh, return. He hasn't fought in a while. Uh, hopefully everything's cool with him health-wise, and we can get him and David Grant. Let me start by saying there is no wrong answer here, because mm. as violent as this man is, just seeing David Grant fight anybody is fine. Having said that, I don't know. Like No Bets Bard has their wolf pack pick, where if they bet on the same thing, they howl like wolves. We need like some sort of best friend salute because I went the exact same direction. And it's a risky pick going with Montel Jackson because he's just not that active. But every time Davey Grant fights, I feel like he needs like six months off because they're all absolute battles. So, yeah, I'm on the exact same page as you. Give me Davey Grant versus Montel Jackson. Sounds like too much fun, AK. Listeners, send in your suggestions for what uh, Mike and I should do for an, when you have an ought no, you know, uh, meeting of the minds. Uh, we'll, we'll we will consider well we'll, sure, we'll come up with our own thing probably but uh, hey if we get a good suggestion i'll happily happily do it yes there's got to be some sort of like zach moore's ac slater save of the bell sort of thing oh. we can do or we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we, we are open to suggestions as we move to the women's flyweight division you mentioned caitlin chukagian she had to work her tail off for but in the end judges got it right she lands more damage Take note of that, people who still think Logan Storley won 50-45 against MVP. <laughs> Kalen Chikagian had damage against a very game Amanda Hebus, who, by the way, Hebus got some legs at 125. She could do well in there. She put up one hell of a fight against maybe the toughest stylistic matchup in the division outside of the champion. But in the end, Chikagian wins the split decision. Shocker, I know. I know you weren't ready to hear that sentence, but... uh. This was a fun fight. So Amanda Hebes could take solace in being one half of the most exciting fight of Caitlin Chukagian's career. Chukagian was good on the microphone after. She basically called out everybody else in the top five, including that French chick who she believes man in Fioro. I believe that's where we're going. And uh, you know what? Chukagian Fioro in September. I'm changing course a little bit. We do this one on the, on the Paris card. Makes perfect sense to me. Could be a big moment for Mena Fioro maybe get her into a title fight or Chukagian just knocks off another some another fighter knocking on the door of a potential title shot so let's rock with that idea ak give fiora her opportunity and give Chukagian the chance to play spoiler a role she relishes oh so much yep it's uh it's time for that french chick i agree good 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 call out to throw at the end there i know she threw out a bunch of names but good to include uh Fioro. um I we had talked about this during during the week. Talked about some previous show. What what is her path? I'm a little more sort of bullish on her chances of getting another title shot. I know you think she's miles away, but I did say she needs to be. I think she needs another veteran and two uh, two out of three of sort of the the uh, flyweight blue chip pack of uh, Ferro and Blanchfield and uh, Casey O'Neill. 
So uh, Fiero would be the first domino to fall. I think she's, it's funny, she's obviously ahead of Blanchfield and um, uh, O'Neill as far as sort of where she is in her career. She's also quite a bit older. I think she's eight years older than uh, O'Neill, nine years older than um, Blanchfield. So I, I I don't know if people see her quite as the future champion that they see um, either those two, either O'Neill or Blanchfield. So yeah, that makes sense for Chigian. And then those uh, either, you know, O'Neill and Blanchfield get another fight somewhere in the next three, four months. And then Chigian, I think, gets one of those. Uh, and if she, again, if she can beat two out of those three, and then also probably another veteran, another number one contenders fight, it's possible. You could see Chukagian fighting for the flyweight title in like 2023, especially if Valentina Shevchenko leaves the division. <laughs> yeah, if she leaves the division, you're right. Yes, that that is that is an excellent caveat. I think she'll get. I mean, again, she probably has to win five in a row. She has Give to her beat, the rematch. She has to beat every single name that you Give just mentioned. Give her the mentioned. rematch, Mike. Give her the rematch. Come on. I have no interest in seeing that fight. <laughs> it's only going to get worse for Kayla Chukagian. It's she's only going to get worse. She's a good fighter. Her first. Fight of the Night Award. Her first fight night bonus, period. Six years with the promotion. Fifteen fights in. And 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 for someone who wins so many fights, it is like it's crazy when you think that's the first time she's received a fight night bonus. On the other hand, if you've watched all of her fights, it's not crazy at all that she's never received a fight night bonus. But either way, congrats to Kayla Chigian. This is a fun fight. I'll I'll tell you what. Here's here's what will make me back off that 10 fight needs 10 more fight stance here we go get a finish go get a finish <laughs> go finish one of these women just run them over do what carla sparza did to yan jonan carla's not a big finisher and when she needed to finish to get back to that title fight despite dana white the promotion the matchmakers everybody saying no she doesn't deserve it she goes out and just destroys yan jonan beats the hell out of her Finishes her, stops her, no more questions. People said, okay, let's do it. There's no doubt about it. Go out there and get a finish. Go get a finish. I, I, not, and this is not an indictment on Kaylin Chikagian, but everybody no. asks, why isn't she getting a rematch? Because yeah. we saw what happened in the first fight. She got run over by Valentina Shevchenko. Mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. not that interested in seeing it again when there's yeah. other more interesting fights. Look, at the end of the day, winning is the most, we, you know, we poke a lot of fun at her going to all these decisions. Winning is the most important thing. Sure. 18 and four record. Uh, you keep your job. You, you get that extra check every night. Hey, that's what matters in this business. It's prize fighting. But boy, she has 18. So I say 18 and four. Two wins by knockout. One by submission. 15 decisions. All of her UFC wins by decision. Her last knockout was in her very, uh, her last fight before joining the UFC. March. 2016 in a bantamweight bout against Stephanie Bragaric. For 45 second knockout. I gotta look that. I've actually never seen that. I've gotta look that up. That's uh, that doesn't seem real. It's it's very real, and that's <laughs> that's regional matchmaking for you. It's fine right there. I've never seen that knockout. I, I I'm going to look that up. We go to the lightweight division, AK. By the way, I know you have we have to match break for these next two fights. Okay. But you go ahead and say listen, what you need to say about listen, it. Listen. Listen. Uh, very impressed by the next two guys. We're going to talk about great performances. And I am aware. Look, listen, rules rule. And our ought no rule is we keep things pretty simple. If you're on the main card and you win, we make a fight for you. Simple, right? That It's, it's easy for us. It's easy for the listeners. Um, but we're getting to the point where, and it happens a lot, and it's important, it happens a lot to the women, and actually I should say flyweights, and also just flyweights in general, where they get put on the preliminary card, which makes them, for our purposes, not an automatic uh, pick 
You know, they don't fit the automatic pick criteria. I think we should be I think we should be replacing Manuel Torres and uh, Alan Nascimento with Viviane Arujo and Virna Janjaroba, two fighters who are ranked in the MMA fighting global rankings. Rules be damned. I'm sorry. I know it's going to be very upsetting <laughs> for people to hear me say that. But I, I would like to start in the future take, you know, using the global rankings more as our gauge as opposed to the UFC's scheduling. But I, Mike, I'll tell you, I have sent in actually I, I, I sent in a formal uh, request to the Otno um, committee, you know, uh, executive office, which is you and me. So we'll have a vote on it at some point, And uh, it has to be unanimous. Otherwise, uh, well, you know, we'll st- we'll stick with the way we do things. But uh, I did go through all the protocol to to, to make this um this complaint. I appreciate that. I feel like we are more like BTL. We have our own championship committee, and sometimes we have emergency late night meetings to discuss rules and rulings and things like that. I feel like Otno is more like a publicly traded company where our community are like equal share partners okay. in a way. So maybe we'll see how they feel about that. But this. It's kind of hard to change things. 91 episodes of matchmaking into this thing, but it's never too late to change. So listeners, you got two two homework assignments by this week then. Uh, <laughs> give us give us a cool thing to do when we have the when we match each other's picks and uh, and also let us know what you think. Should we go should we stick with the main, just you know, main card fighters get uh f- get matchups picked for them or do you want us to see us mix it up a little and maybe go with the, our rankings or plus the UFC rankings? We can mix it up. I say it's never too late to change things. All right. Well, nothing has changed yet. Let's talk about Manuel Torres, who yes. made his UFC debut. Wild few minutes between he and, I mean, a man who should probably be knighted at some point, Frank Camacho. He's just such a good dude. Torres knocks him down. It was a, it was a pretty big shot. Herb Dean comes in and does the freaking hokey pokey once again and turns himself around and finally stops the fight. Torres wins. What do we now do with with the young, hungry prospect from Mexico? Yeah, he looked great, man. He he was. Uh, people go back and watch that finish. It's one of those uh, knockouts where like all the knock he lands like every shot clean in the closing sequence. Sometimes you see knockouts where guys do a flurry and like a few of the punches miss. Like he was just landing on the button, like he was working like a, a heavy bag. It was scary. So uh, hopefully Frank Camacho's all right. Uh, don't know if if that's the end of his UFC run, I think he does get another fight because he always brings in, like you said, as a very well-liked guy. Manuel Torres, Ludovic Klein. Let's go. Let's keep it striking. Let's, you know, let's just keep the fire burning here. I, I really want to see this fight again. Uh, I don't see why Ludovic Klein shouldn't be ready to sign on the dotted line for a fight soon. And uh, I'm sure Manuel Torres is just itching to get back in there. So barring any any uh, injuries, he might have, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he broke his hands or something. But um, yeah, Manuel Torres, Ludovic Klein. All right. Keeping Klein at 155? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go Jamie Malarkey. Good test. Two powerful, exciting strikers. There's no Love way it. that's not a lot of fun to watch. So uh, I'll go with that. But we're in this position where there's really no wrong answer because hashtag first time UFC fight matchmaking. So let's go to Alan Nascimento, who hands young Jay Cadley his first loss. Something tells me that Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, Knew exactly what they were doing here. I'm sure they were not upset with the results. In the end, it's a good win for Nascimento. He had a lot on his mind, and he performed admirably. So let's go with CJ Vergara, okay? That'll be entertaining. Let's go with that. What say you? You are in tune with the listeners. I saw a lot of Alan Nascimento versus CJ Vergara uh, suggestions. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Malcolm Gordon. 
Just don't, just don't, my, you know, show him some love to my fellow Canadian. Got to know my fellow Canadians. I, I feel like he's starting to get on track. I, I know the results have still been a little bit mixed in the UFC, but I do think he's a really talented guy and, and uh, stylistically a fun matchup for, for uh, Alan Nascimento. His grappling would definitely get put to the test. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Do you think, Mike, now, now that young Hadley has been humbled, as you said, by the matchmakers, uh, can they get him on the London card? When is, the, when is that again? That is July 23rd. I think you got to try and get him on there, right? Me? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's learned his lesson. He's learned his lesson about whatever it is he supposedly did at the Contender Series that brought people the wrong way, missing weight for his Contender Series fight. Now, let's. this is an asset. You signed him. Or Dana White signed him. So whatever. Someone made the decision to sign him. He's an asset. Put him out. We, he's still a prospect. Again, he, he, he lost to a way more experienced guy in Nassimento. Like you said, the matchmaking, they might have known what they were doing there. Let, now let's give him a showcase fight in London. Let's you know, let's see what we have with him for real. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. They'll probably throw him in there with Tetsuro Tyra, and we're gonna be like, "What the <laughs> hell?" Seriously, that will, uh, yeah, that probably won't end well for Jake Hadley. But let's go to the wild card round, mm-hmm. AK. I, we might be on the same page here, but we're gonna select one fighter we did not match make for, and we will match make for them right now. So have at it, my man. Listen, I started our picks with me crystal balling it. I'm crystal balling it again. Uh, as I said before, I, I, I would have wanted to do Viviane Arujo and Viviana Jandaroba, but I will only pick one for my wild card. So I'll go with the Vivi. I'll go Vivi Arujo. Nice win over uh, Andrew Lee. Very good fight. Very competitive fight. Um, but uh, Arujo definitely definitely toughed that one out. Got, the, got a, a worthy decision. I think that she fights Lauren Murphy. And I'm not adding a caveat to this because I am picking Lauren Murphy to beat Misha Tate. At UFC 276, July 2nd, I see a lot of people, including our own Jed Mashu, who are just saying Misha Tate's going to like truck Lauren Murphy. This matchup is being made so they can, uh, uh, you know, so they can book uh, Tate versus Shevchenko. I think that's crazy. Tate has never fought at 125 before. She certainly has the frame for it. I don't think it'd be a big deal for her to make weight. Um, she's she's in really good shape. She's always stayed in great shape even uh, during her retirement. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, sure, her resume. Uh, historically stronger than Lauren Murphy's. I understand she, she's the bigger name for a reason. Um, and she's fought the best of the best of the best. But Lauren Murphy has also fought really good competition. Maybe not on Misha Tate's tier. She has not been out of competition for a long time. Um, uh, Tate looked great against, um, excuse me, against uh, Marion Renault. But I mean, that was a fight that she was like designed. We want to talk about, you know, matchmakers being favorable matchups. Marion Renault was on her way out. Misha Tate was going back. Good for Misha Tate. Good win. I think Lauren Murphy gives her a really tough fight and actually beats her. And when that happens, I think you give uh, Aruja her. And then we're talking about both those ladies um, getting back into the title mix. I like it. I also went with Viviani Arujo. I I was going to, I had a backup Vanna Jandaroba versus Tisha Torres. I think that's kind of a, a good fight to make there. But I thought Arujo was just super impressive in this fight. I actually thought Andrew Lee was going to win the fight. I thought Andrew Lee would pull away down the stretch, but it turns out Arujo's gas tank was way better than Andrea Lee's gas tank. And just a great performance. I she, and she almost she was I mean almost knocked out in that first round. Andrew Lee had her badly hurt. She battled through it, won the second round, won the third round. Great win. Alexa Grasso. Arujo Alexa Grasso. I like that fight. I like that fight. I think both women are... I think both of those women will fight for the title at some point, and we're just at the point where they have to fight each other right now. So, I like that fight. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of Grasso versus either Chukagian or uh, Arujo. I think Chukagian's a little too soon, but uh, but I get it. I, I think people are really high on Grasso. They just want to see her get another ranked win and probably fast track her to a title shot. They're certainly more interested in seeing Grasso challenge for a title than uh, Chukagian. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I think people are trying to fast track her, and, and that's fine. She was a bright prospect at one. 15 once upon a time i think she is now the weight class she should be at and i do think grasso will fight for the title soon whether it is going having to go through chikagian or having to go through arujo i like both those matchups all right do we have any extracurriculars oh we do oh we do <laughs> i am so excited i i enjoyed the matchmaking for this card actually but i'm even more excited for checking the tapes this week uh, first off, shout out Marcus McGahey, who titled this just the dangerous edition of On to the Next One. Shout out to Davey Grant, of course, who again, we want to give as much love as possible because he should have had a fight of the night or a performance of the night or something. So I'm happy to call this the dangerous edition of On to the Next One. Uh, I'm going to give out some solo Atna points here. I'm sure I have a feeling other people mentioned these, but in, uh, according to my records, these are the only people I remember calling it out. I remember, guys, if I don't remember something, um, it, sorry, that's on me, but you don't get a point. That's just how life works. Life isn't, isn't fair. Uh, regular emailer, and listen, Casey Carpenter, one of my regular emails, always sending what nice messages along with their uh, almost never missing a show, sending in picks. So, Casey Carpenter, you are getting a solo Otno point for Bobby Green versus Jim Miller, UFC 276, July 2nd. I love that matchup. Uh, Casey, take your point, please. And uh, Chris Martin, uh, Luke versus Jeff Neal. Uh, that's uh, it looks like it's going down August 6th. Chris Martin, you're also getting a solo point. I also actually want to admonish everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna break out a uh, I haven't made this regular enough a, a where were you on that one dipshit for uh, all of the listeners who I feel like how did and I guess us how did we not come up with or I don't know if you picked this one um, Jacar Close versus Diego Fajeda. I don't remember I don't know if you picked that one. I did not because okay. Jacar Close cut a fiery promo oh, yeah. on Marco Madsen and then ripped Eddie Cha a new one and wanted to take out the entire like uh, fight ready team. So I was all in on that. Well, I could not find any record of us or the listeners picking Fajeda versus Close. Very logical matchup. It was at UFC 277, July 30th. I, I don't know how we missed that. Uh, Mike. We got a mic check, my friend. Oh, God. Oh, we got a mic check, my friend, from FFS0807 on Instagram. Uh, regular listener. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll just read this out. Since last Saturday... Michael Heck Jr., he used your full name. Do you have a, Mike, do you have a middle name? Patrick. Okay. I, I, wish he had, I wish he had done it to like fully admonish you. I guess he doesn't know. Michael, I'll do it for him. I don't, or for them. I, I don't know. Michael Patrick Heck Jr. has only said in his various shows that Islam must fight Benil uh, to determine who deserves to be the number one. Oh, Mike is already shaking his head. To determine who to be the number one contender. However, in the Otno episode, Sunday, February 27th, 2022... He said that Islam's uh, next fight should only be for the titles. This was three months ago. He also said that Islam's winning streak was better than the Tony Ferguson one. And he even said that those who ask Islam to wait and fight Benil are, quote, insane. What's going on, Mike? And then adds, love you guys. Sorry if my English is not correct. Uh, I'm from Morocco. Your English is fine, uh, FSS. So, Mike, how do you respond to these allegations? First of all, Islam or... Someone tweeting as Islam is a 1000% at fault for this because that Twitter account is the reason why I feel this way. And that's the reason why he's probably not getting this fight. Goes out and beats Bobby Green. RDA, we lose the 
Rafael versus Rafael matchup. And Islam Makachev's like, let's go, dude. I'll take this fight. And RDA was like, okay, let's do it. Wherever you want. And then it was crickets because RDA called his bluff. And you put the UFC in a really tough position. And then poor, we had to bring in poor Hanato Moicano all the way from Brazil to cut a whole bunch of weight and fight a five-round fight with RDA because of you, Islam Makachev. I blame you for the beating that man took. You are solely to Actually, you're not solely to blame because it probably wasn't you who tweeted that out. So that's why. And at this point, because this division is in such shambles and we're dealing with this whole Oliveira situation, I think is I think Islam kind of owes it to everybody after putting himself out there. The UFC going for the carrot, if you will, out of the garden. He says no. Plans are completely thrown off. And then poor Hinata Moikato has to fly across the world to fight RDA five rounds on like five days notice because of this. Now, I'm also saying that Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira right now would be a very interesting fight. It would be a very interesting fight, and I would watch it. And I'm not saying this must happen, but I understand why the UFC would want to do Makachev versus Dariush for two reasons. One, Dariush has just as compelling of a case of that fight as Islam Makachev does. And if Islam Makachev did not have the Habib connection... I don't think this would even be a discussion right now. I think people will be clamoring for Daniel Darius to get this title shot over Islam Makachev. So let me just throw that out there. And two, if Makachev beats Benil Darius, let's just say they do this in October, then we don't have any questions. There's no options. There's no other person. It's Islam and nobody else. Right now, we have Islam amongst a list of about four or five other guys. We could do Connor. We could do Michael Chandler. We could do Dariush. We could do all these different things we could do at 155 for this title fight. If Islam goes out there and beats Benil Dariush and steamrolls him like he has done to Bobby Green and some of the past fighters that he has competed against, then not only is there no argument or discussion, it's a much bigger fight if Oliveira goes out and wins. Now, Oliveira's saying, I'm not fighting until December. So what are you going to do? Is, is Islam Makachev just not going to fight in Abu Dhabi? I have a hard time believing that's not going to that's gonna happen. So all I'm saying is at this point, because you may probably not you, Islam, made a critical misstep in your social media game, what's the rush? Go fight Benil. You were going to fight RDA on five days notice. Now you're getting a full camp to fight Benil. Go fight Benil. What's wrong with that? And he wins and he goes and fights for the belt. It's a much bigger fight. Everyone makes more money. There you go. Just don't do dumb things on social media. <laughs> don't do dumb things on social media. And yeah, February 27th, I felt that way. But then he did dumb things on social media. Sorry, I hope this was, I thought this was a loop. <laughs> but again, if they make if they make Oliveira Makachev for the for the vacant title right now, I'm gonna watch it and I'm be interested in it. But I think I think it could be a bigger fight. So everyone seems to think that Islam's just gonna run over Benil. So let him run over Benil, and then he looks even stronger heading into that fight. You, I feel like we haven't had a proper mic check in a while, and I'm glad this, this that this brought this brought some vintage mic hack out of you. Yeah. I'm just tired of talking about this whole situation. I feel like I feel like I've talked about it for, a, I mean, literally a week straight. 
so many shows btl three heck of a mornings this is brought up you can do whatever you want with Oliver right now you can do whatever you want with him you can just give him the title I mean, you can do anything. You can do anything at this point. So, well, the, the situation has been clarified. Yes, that's it. All right, uh, and I did want to. Uh, I actually want to get to a listener question now uh, from from uh, the aforementioned uh, recent Otno Point acquisitioner, Chris Martin. <laughs> he said he was listening to the uh, our preview show for UFC Vegas 54, and we mentioned a couple of non UFC fighters for various reasons. Uh, Ray Cooper the third, and Roberto Soldich. He says, and he's asking if if the logistics became feasible. Would you consider matching those guys together in their UFC debuts? So let's say, you know, Ray Cooper doesn't win this year's uh, PFL uh, title. And he just ties up. Okay, free agent next year. Go, time to test my hand at the UFC. Roberto Soldich, you know, takes care of business in KSW. Does Takes whatever big fights he has left there. Uh, maybe wins the light heavyweight title as he's teased that he wants to do. Uh, and then comes to, uh, comes to you know, the UFC as a proper 170-er. What do you think, Mike? Is that a good if they were signed around the same time and their schedules lined up? Would you want to see them matched up for their UFC debuts? No, I mean I yeah. I, I would watch it, but the UFC would mm-hmm. never do that. Yeah, because if they sign Roberto Soldich, that means they are paying him an insane amount of money. Right. Because from what I understand, KSW offered him a lot of money to stay there, a lot. Now, his contract is still not up. He's not a free agent yet. His contract, he either has one fight left or it expires, I believe, the middle of July. So, technically, he's still a KSW two-division champion. And KSW, he's a star in that promotion. And I know a lot of people in America don't. It may, the hardcore fans probably watch KSW all the time, but there are probably American fans who are newer to the sport have no idea what KSW is. KSW is gigantic in that part of the world. And he is probably the face of that organization. And they offered him a lot of money from what I understand. And if the UFC is able to, to snatch him up, that means they're offering him something. I don't think they're going to touch what KSW is offering, but at least they're offering him something tempting to weigh legacy over, over money in general. So, and if they sign Soldich and Ray Cooper. Soldich is probably making three times the money that Ray Cooper is. It's just it's just the way that it is. So I think if they bring Soldich in, I mean they're giving him a big fight right away. He's fighting a Wonder Boy. He's fighting somebody of that nature. Maybe a Vicente Luque. A he'll be fighting a top fifteen guy. There's no doubt in my mind. Or they bring up you know a fifty fiver and who wants to move up to 170 is just looking for a fight. They do something like that. But Soldich is likely getting, if, if they sign both guys, Soldich is likely getting a, a pretty big name. Yeah, I think I, I don't think people realize like how big the Polish MMA scene is now, or at least relative to what it once was. Like Jan Blachowicz and, and, and Joanna Jacek have talked about kind of like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that there wasn't much of an MMA scene there. But I think it's like grown exponentially as they've kind of made an impact. And then also as like, um, some promotions have had this weird niche like uh, Poland is like a really leading sort of the celebrity freak show MMA scene if you guys go on to like YouTube and you find uh, look up like fame MMA for example KSW obviously does strong numbers as well look up fame MMA they're doing like YouTube videos in like the millions millions of views and and live streams I, I can't watch live stream I was watching it might not have been fame MMA it might have been another <laughs> Polish MMA promotion doing freak show fights they're getting like num- like the kind of live streaming numbers that one championship claims they're getting. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like I was amazed when I saw some of these live streaming numbers. Um, 
again, it, and, and you might say, oh, it's mostly people in Poland. I'm like, yeah, maybe it is. But that, again, tells you how strong that region is. Like, that's normally for something to get those kind of numbers, it's, you know, you have to have sort of a more global appeal. So it's either way, it's good. It's either they are reaching out and connecting with people around the world or there's such a strong Polish base that they are getting like literally like thousands upon thousands of, uh, of viewers on their stream. So it's, 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 it's quite the scene out there. And you're right. Like Soldich, if he never comes to the UFC, I don't think he's ever, he's going to be like, Oh man, I wish I'd fought in the big show. Like KSW is the big show there. Like you are, there is national fame to be had there. Um, you know, maybe only for a select few, but like, you know, Marysz Pudzianowski, right? I mean, Marysz Pudzianowski is a super celebrity in Poland. Like, he's so famous for Strongest Man stuff and, and his combat sports career. Uh, yeah, so I know everyone's like, ah, this is the golden land and these, you know, all these guys should rush there. Ray Cooper, more likely, probably ends up in the UFC someday. Soldich, I hope so. Um, but like you said, there's a chance he just stays in KSW. Yeah, and I wouldn't blame him. If they're paying him the type of money that I'm hearing, then it wouldn't shock me in the slightest, so... Anything else, or are we ready to disclaim? Yeah. yeah, we can go. Let's disclaim. So, guys, we're going to listener picks now. Very quickly, again, I'm really, really hoping for you guys to get those solo picks. It's hard because everyone sends in picks now. Um, but if you are the only person who picked a fight correctly, a solo Otno point will be on your way, and your life will be changed. Guys, please pay attention to what weight class the fighters in are in. If it seems like they're sticking around, I know that's tricky now. I mean, again, Amanda Hibas this week went up to 125. She had won. Who knows? She might have stayed there. Uh, people who have fought already, please let me know if you're booking a rematch. Otherwise, I'm assuming you're a fool and you didn't remember that people fought before. Notable injuries. We don't want to talk about fighters who aren't coming back and fighting anytime soon. They, people who may have been released. And my biggest peeve, fighters who are already booked. People, topology.com is your friend. I think they are, or MMAfighting.com too. We're on top of all these things, really. The internet, Google, is your friend to look up whether people are at least rumored to be having a matchup. Please, please don't mention Because I swear, Mike, I swear. If you cannot take two seconds to look up if someone has a fight book or if they've been released, I don't have two seconds to read your picks. All right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, uh, of course, your pick might just be doo-doo. And uh, we're not going to read it. All right, here we go. Let's get into this thing. Uh, Alec I. Nilion kicks us off, says Tetsuro Tyra versus Figueredo. Francisco Figueredo. Yeah. Which I, it's not bad. I was trying to play play a game here, but it didn't work. Okay. Uh, you know, sold it, and that's fine. Uh, Petrovsky versus Todorovic versus Chidi Njukwani winner. Michael Johnson versus Ignacio Bahamandes. I actually don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I honestly don't. I like the fight, and yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's very possible. Chukagian versus Molly McCann. If she wins her next, are we really doing this? Are we really is Molly? Are we really throwing Molly McCann into a fight with the number one ranked twenty fiver? I mean, come on now. She beat this, Luana Carolina. Like I have a lot of respect. Luana's a fine fighter, but who's and she, she's fighting Hannah Goldie. At UFC London, if she beats Hannah Goldie, we're ready to throw her into a fight with Kaylin Chukagan. Come on, Alec. Come on. This is not the proper use of Molly McCann, guys. You saw no. the proper use of Molly McCann in <laughs> yes. UFC London. You're going to see it again at UFC London 2 of the... I don't even know what to call the card. UFC London 2. She should put on another impressive performance. I don't know if she gets another insane knockout like that, but they. this is how you make a star. This is how you create the perception of a star, guys. Because if people, again, see the Lana Carolina fight and then what's likely to happen the Goldie fight, and they, they, they are going to think, wow, Molly McCann must be the greatest fighter in the world. But the matchmakers know she's probably a little bit further away than that. I do not want to see her fight. Kate no, no, really not good, Alec. 
David Graham versus Kyler Phillips, Ryan Spann versus Dominic Reyes, maybe. Uh, Torres versus Jai Herbert, sure. Jan versus Glover, win or lose if Yuri wins and Ankaliyev redeems his last performance with a quick Anthony Smith finish. That's the fight to make. All right. Not bad, Alec. I mean, in, in the grade school of life, you got to be there. You got like 80%. B minus. John Ray, Tyra versus Nascimento. Let's just match those guys up. John Jaroba versus Tisha Torres. Johnson versus the winner of Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon on June 18th. Torres versus Malarkey, Jukagian versus Grasso, Grant versus Casey Kenny, Ryan Spann versus the loser of Paul Craig versus Volkan Ozdemir, Rakic versus the loser of Ankaliyev versus Smith, although, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think we're going to see Rakic fight for at least another year. We'll see how the MRI and stuff goes on Monday, but he could be out for a while. Uh, Blahovich versus the loser of Glover versus Jerry. I'd rather have a fresh matchup after Glover retains. That's right, John Ray. That's right. Gerard Biagin. Uh, Rakic versus Smith Ankaliyev loser. Ryan Spann, Johnny Walker 2. Isn't it crazy that no one's clamoring to see Johnny Walker fight these days? What a two, what, what a vast difference from like four years ago. Was that long? That isn't it? Wasn't like, like three two years, years ago. I say I feel like it was like two years. Oh, maybe maybe it was three years ago. But yeah, gosh, guys, Google just Google Johnny Walker, John Jones, and see some of the things that were being written, included on our on our website, by the way, about and, and not actually us picking, but like comments from people and about like, oh, this is like man, he, man, he's he could he could challenge for the title someday, and and, and and listen, in fairness, he did look really good when he started the UFC, so it wasn't like crazy talk. It's not like oh, what were people saying? It's like a little premature. Yeah, we. Th- this is what this is what you don't do. Okay, this is back to the Molly McCann pick. That's like putting Molly McCann. That's like Molly McCann beating Hannah Goldie and throwing in there with Jukai. That's what they do with Johnny Walker and a couple of nice knockouts, and then they threw him in there with freaking Corey oh, yeah. Anderson. Like, come on now, come on. Davy Grant versus Timor Valley if in London or Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I, although I don't think Davy Grant's fighting in July after that crazy fight, but who knows? Jukagin versus Tyler Santos, win or lose. That's actually not a bad pick at all, oh, right there. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. She wins the think, belt. She gets the title shot. If but Valentina is probably getting an immediate rematch. Right? I would say if she wants it, yeah. Unless she loses and says, "Screw it, I'm going up to bantamweight." But I would think she would want to reclaim the flag because because that bantamweight, if she ever wants a bantamweight title shot, that's there anytime she wants. So I think she would want to have like take the, you know, avenge that loss. Uh, Torres versus Nicholas Mata. Mota, excuse me, Nascimento versus Francisco Figueredo, Araujo versus Alexa Grasso, Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida, Tyra versus the winner of Tyson Nam versus Ulan Bekoff. Did you say Michael Johnson versus Clay Guida? Yes. Did they not already fight? I mean, maybe they did, but... That was February of last... Who's this this listener? Oh, yeah, God! Who's this listener? Gerard Biagin. Gerard Biagin. Okay, you're a regular, so I'm only gonna... Just a slight, a slight, like, slap on the wrist. Come on, man. They fought last February. And then Petrosky versus Beershart. Chris London. Blahovich versus Span. Wow. We're really uh, just ready to shoot Ryan Span up to the I, stratosphere here. You know, that's that's classic same card. Same card matchmaking, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Chukagan versus French Chick. Listen, she said, Chukagan said this, okay? We're not yes. saying this. Neither that's a, that's a, I'm sorry. That's a new meme going forward is is that French chick. Yep. It's easier to say than uh, Firo anyway. So if you feel uh, like if you want to throw that out there, I, I don't think we should be offended by it. Davy Graham versus Alatang A. Lee. Torres versus Michael Johnson. Araujo versus Blanchfield. But Blanchfield's fighting J.J. Aldridge June 4th. Maybe it's a win or lose. I'm going to give you credit as if you're saying it that way. Is this Gerard Biagin again? 
No, it's Chris, Chris, Chris London. Oh, Chris, Chris London. London. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting heated, Mike. Mike, I'm getting heated. <laughs> Nascimento versus Schnell. Petrosky versus Kyle Bar Bar Baraglio, who has a fight book, doesn't he? Or, move oh, on. Next. Boy. Next. Golly. Next. Next. Is that, I, hope that wasn't, I hope that wasn't the last pick. I hope there's fixing cut off. Moving on. We go to Marcus. Graphic in full oh, full form here. Jan Blachowicz versus wait for title shot, I guess. Ryan Spann versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Davy Grant versus Victor Henry. I, I thought about that fight as well. Chikage versus Fioro. Torres versus Borshev. Nasamento versus Tyra. Michael Johnson versus Ludovic Klein. Gendero Batista Torres, Andre Petrosky, Anthony Hernandez. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to Robbie Ride. Hola, amigos. This is what I've got this week. Jan versus title fight. I would have said Rackage versus Reyes, but that knee injury would probably have him out for a while and Reyes is ready to fight. Ryan Spann versus Dustin Jacoby. Jacoby is booked against Daun Jung, I believe, on June yes. 4th. But yep. maybe it's, again, that fight's less than a month away. Maybe that's a win or lose. I'm not giving these people the benefit of the doubt, Mike. I, that's just, You're not going to like this. <laughs> Araujo versus Casey O'Neill who has just suffered a devastating knee injury and it's going to be out until 2023. I'm sorry, who is this? Is this Marcus? This is Robbie Ryan. And Robbie Ryan. Guys, come on. What are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Case <laughs> hey, get upset. Uh, Chukagian versus the Tate Murphy winner. I actually don't... Uh, I, 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 listen, if Tate wins, she's fighting for the title, more than likely, but... I don't mind that idea, and if Murphy wins, I know Lauren Murphy has wanted that rematch with Chukagian for yeah. quite some time, so that would make sense to me as well. That's pretty long ago, too, right? Oh, and that was sixteen, I think. And was that at one thirty-five? That was at thirty-five. Oh, totally different. Oh, totally different people. Totally different fight. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I really actually want to see that rematch now. Yeah, that was Chukagian's UFC debut. I think she took that fight on less than a week's notice. All right. Hebus versus Hill. Wildcard. Michael Johnson would be a great step up in competition against an experienced veteran. For young Patty Pimblets, AK. So this was uh, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson versus Patty Pimblet, UFC London. Um. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a stiff test. It's a stiff test, but it's a guy that you know, Pat, like you know, odds makers would kind of see as being. Even though he just won, he just beat a guy who's what thirty eight years, thirty eight, thirty nine years old. Um, no, no disrespect, but I mean, again, he beat an older guy. To see him that now have to face a a younger man who is a, a more hyped fighter. Yeah, there's some intrigue there. There's some intrigue there. I do wonder. I, I do wonder how much Pimblet would definitely be favored. I wonder by how much. You don't think he would get minus two hundred, would you? No. Come on. I uh, might though. He might. I mean, he, maybe the betters will juice him right? up that high. But I think most people like understand what Patty is. He's just he's a guy who should only fight in London against. Featherweights who lost on the contender series. I'm not counting him out. I've said this on other shows. Stranger things have happened than guys like him, than Patty Pimble becoming an actual world title contender. Listen, if you're Patty Pimble, that is the best job in the world. Yes. Toby Foster Taylor is back. We haven't heard from him in like two months. But it's good to see you, Toby. Afternoon Mike picks her in. Jan versus Smith after Ankoliath wins. Wow. Span versus Khalil Roundtree. Dig it. David Grant, Hyoni Barcelos. Dig it. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm bracing myself. 
Nascimento versus Ode Osborne. I'm going to save the, the uh-oh till the end. Petrosky versus the Phil Haas Duran win winner. Michael Johnson versus Devontae Smith, who is no longer with the company. The releases, I'll say this, I'll say this. Releases are a little bit harder to keep track of than uh, matchmaking stuff. I mean, if you go to MMAfighting.com, you would know Devontae Smith had been released. But it's that's a little bit hard to look up, I will say. It is a little bit hard to look Like, I say topology. There's no, you know, if you go to, like, Devontae Smith's, you know, fighter page on topology, there's nothing that says, like, the only way you would know is if the fighter, you know, a fighter who's been released has, like, a fight book with a promotion, obviously, outside the UFC. So, I'm a little, Mike, I'll be a little bit more lenient with that. I'll be a little bit more lenient with that. I do think people should know these things. Um but it is there is no like one stop shop to go like look up a fighter's page anywhere and go like oh has been released by su- you know such and such promotion. So I'm not as mad, Mike. I'm not as mad. We end with Tristan Gordetz. Let's see what we got here. Ryan Spann versus Jamal Hill at light heavyweight. Again, this must be another win or lose because Jamal Hill is about to headline against Tiago Santos, I believe June fourth. Tristan, you're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amanda Hibas, Jan Jonan, Tatsura Tyra versus CJ Vergara at flyweight. So we're going to ask CJ Vergara to, yeah, eh, maybe Wait, that's not a bad fight. Tyra versus Vergara. Wait, isn't, is Tyra, is Vergara not a flyweight? Yeah. He's 25 and 35. He kind of, oh, sorry, and 35. okay. But he debuted at flyweight, right? Yeah. Not just de- okay. Yeah. So I like that one. Arujo versus Jennifer Maya. And Torres versus Borshev, which I, right. I like that fight. Araujo versus Jennifer Maya. This is like in my mind. I thought this had no, this never booked. happened. Never. I've been booked. Oh, okay, okay. That's why I said so familiar. All right. All right. So. Oh. You're up. Okay. Uh, keep track of those names. We got to ban some of those people, Mike, because I am furious at some of the <laughs> disclaimers. They're just oh, guys. Look it up. Look it up. It takes. I look up like, uh, I you know I'm not perfect, but I will say you guys again. If you if you can if if you can't take two seconds to look it up, we shouldn't take two seconds to read your picks. All right, jeez, Louise. Uh, what do we got here? Chris Dragon Slayer two on Twitter. Michael Johnson versus uh, Natan Levy. Sure. Uh, Christopher at Aguire MMA on Twitter. Tetsuro Tyre versus uh, Victor Alta Mirano. So the man who beat he beat Candelario right on Contender Series. Being on the in the record books, yes, yes. Michael Johnson versus Vyacheslav Borshev, Al Nascimento versus Carlos Hernandez, and Manuel Torres versus uh, Rafa Garcia. Sure. Stephen Breiter, Petrosky versus the Boralio Petrosian winner, July 9th. See, that's how it's done. That is how it's done. People conditions. Um, Davy Grant versus Julio Arce. There's really no bad fights for Davy Grant, is there? Uh, James McDonald. What do I like from James McDonald? Um, Michael Johnson versus Malarkey. There you go. Yeah. Listen, that was, I like it. Uh, people, I think you mentioned that one. I'm a fan of it. Our pal Marcus McGahee. There you go. With conditional ones. Span versus Da Jung Jacoby winner. David Grant versus Paiva. Sergey Morozov winner June 25th. That'd be interesting. I think I would have them both ranked higher than him. Yeah, maybe. So that might be a, look, a, a fun way for him to kind of jump up. Manuel Torres versus Mike Davis. Michael Johnson versus John McDessey. Where is John McDessey at? Uh, and I like this. Uh, Tetsuro Taro versus Carlos Hernandez. He can, he can be the Carlos killer. And I think that's a, that's a fun <laughs> game. Petrovsky versus Misha Serkinov. Brandon Hahn. 
uh, had a couple of picks here, and he wanted to preface this with, this is my first time sending Otno picks while 100% sober. So if these are bad, then I have no excuse. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he likes Shikagian versus Santos, but Tyler Santos, but only if she loses to Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, so not necessarily if she wins. And uh, Michael Johnson versus Leonardo Santos. Yes, I really, really like that one. I think it fits where they are in their careers. Yeah. Uh, Hayes third. Who I like here. Alexander Rockage versus uh, Paul Craig. Uzdemir winner. And he said uh, he, he had a rationalization for like uh, if, if he had to fight Uzdemir again. Uh, I should read this. Where is my comment? Okay. Either way, I think it'd be a fun fight as long as it went on. Uh, wait, wasn't? Oh, maybe I'm reading the wrong one. I apologize, guys. I'm, I, I I can't read properly. Uh, Craig Vulcan winner for now. Probably works better if it's Craig, but I wouldn't be surprised running it back with Vulcan either. Uh, obviously, hard to make picks since we don't know yet how serious the injury was. Yeah, I, that's that's fair. Uh, Manuel Torres versus Rafael Alves. The turn. Uh, Alan, I like Alan Nascimento versus Tim Elliott, Amir Albazi, loser. They fight on June 25th. Uh, Mike, what do you think of this? Michael Johnson versus Cerrone, Lozon winner, June 18th. It would either be Johnson versus Cowboy or Johnson versus Lozon rematch, which happened, I, I have totally forgot this happened, nine years ago. That's fine. I, I Yeah, someone suggested that in, in mine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But it, it's... It's kind of tough because if, if Lozon wins, I don't know. I think he'd be okay. I, I think he'd be up for a Michael Johnson fight. I think he'd be up for that. He's got, like you said, he's going to be very picky if he does continue on. He's got to like three things. He's got to like the name, the date, and the location. So if they can find a name, a date, and a location that he likes, then we're good. How about Vienna Jandaroba versus Nina Nunez if she loses to uh, Cynthia Calvillo? July 9th. I, you could probably do Nunez either way. Yeah. Or yeah, Cynthia, either way. By the way, I see Lawley asking well, Nunez, why. Well, that fight's at 125. That fight is at 120. Oh, that's fine. But I, 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 I could see Nunez coming back down to strike. Unless she's, you think she permanently? What was her last fight? That was the Mackenzie Dern fight. Mackenzie, which is at 115, right? That was yeah. it. So... And Calvillo wants, to, from all indications, Calvillo is going to go down to 115. She was, oh, okay. she was booked to fight Brianna Fortino at oh, 115. Yeah, that's right. So it's possible. So again, it makes yeah, sense. Maybe. So it, it is yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I just want to address one thing. I see people are always asking why is Nina Nunez like ranked so high? Um, well, she beat Tatiana Suarez. She that, beat that thing. No, no, she did not beat it. She almost. Beat, she gave her a good fight. Remember, she lost that fight, but it was oh, like she, that you're was. Right, you're right, you're right. I'm but sorry. that was like. But she did beat Claudia Cadelia very convincingly before that. And at the time, Claudia Cadelia was like the number, I mean, at worst, the, what, number three, number four um, striker in the world. Now, I understand it's a long time ago now. We're probably like three and a half years ago. Uh, but for me, again, for rankings, it's one, she's uh, already out of our rankings due to inactivity, I, I assume. Oh, no, no. She fought Mackenzie Dern, so she's back in. Um, but you, you like there just haven't, haven't been enough people, I think, who have done enough to pass her in the rankings. So if you if you guys want to drop, um, you know, Nina Nunez out of there, of course, again, she hasn't won in so long that I that's fine. I understand. But she hasn't fought that much. Um, so for me, the inactivity hurts. Just just I just haven't seen enough people at Strawweight like make enough of a statement to knock her out of whatever a top 15 spot. That's how I feel about it. But I totally understand that people have just completely removed her from their rankings. I get it. But her 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 quality of wins uh, is very, very high. Yeah. Uh, okay. Liam Perry 
Blachowicz versus Craig if he beats Uzdemir. Grant versus Casey Kenny. Uh, I'm in. I'm in it for almost every matchup. For some reason, that one like I don't I don't know I don't like it. I, I'm I'm so I don't know where where to go with Casey Kenny. I had him so pegged as like this this blue chipper and like his just the results haven't quite been there. Uh, Michael Johnson versus Mark Chikizi. Jan Jaroba versus Jan Shaunan. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Okay, and then uh, I had these some ones I haven't had didn't quite have the chance to vet, so I'll try to hit them up quick. Um, James McDonald, uh, Petro- did I already read this one? I did already. I'm sorry, guys. My, I'm, I'm a bit out of, out of order here. I, I know I have a weird way of ordering my my picks here. So this damn 10 p.m. main card I, starts yeah, at six fights. Uh, no, no excuses. Play like a champion. <laughs> uh, ain't no expert on Twitter. Uh, is also a fan of Petrosi versus Mearshire. Yeah, again, you know Petrosi is as you said, just has to get in shape. So I'm a fan of uh, and some other picks people have already had. Uh, our man in Denmark, Toke Girding Jensen, Blocko, get the teleshot against whoever is champ. Uh, Ryan Spann versus Dominic Reyes. I saw this a lot, Mike. So. I guess a lot of people want to see him be Dominic Reyes' comeback fight. It kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense. I'm okay with that because I think Dominic Reyes should win that fight. And, I mean, it's it's not an easy fight by any stretch, but he no. should win that fight. And going from John Jones to Jan Blachowicz to freaking Yuri Prohashka, I think Ryan Spann would be a, a nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh. We had uh, we've had people mention Manuel Torres versus Jai Herbert. Uh, spe- this uh, Toke says specifically in London. I agree. That's that's a fight that should happen in London. Yeah. And Ty- uh, Tetsuro Tyra versus the uh, Cody Durden JP Bays winner. That's right. That's that fight's coming up. So I'm I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, what else we got here? Thomas Collins. Someone who I always had to mention because they're like me. They refuse to use Brandon Royval's nickname, which I appreciate. Another Michael Johnson versus Mark Chikizi suggestion. Maybe that's the way to go. Another David Grant versus Julio Arce. Another Span versus Dominic Reyes. So there's some buzz behind that. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY. I think I, I sorry, I neglected this submission before. Vierna versus uh, Tisha Torres was one of the most. It's, it seems like a lock in the in the minds of our listeners, man, because I saw a lot of people just write just Vierna, Tisha Torres, make it happen. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Caitlin Chigian and Manofio are also very popular. Ryan Spann versus Johnny Walker 2, the rematch. Hey, we just mentioned him. Uh, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't love it, but uh, and a lot of, another call for y- just uh, Yanni Blocko to get that, get that title fight. And I'll kind of close off here with Barry O'Reilly. I'll close off the Twitter picks anyway, and then I'll quickly hit IG and email. Uh, Barry O'Reilly says Andre Petrosky versus the Julian Marquez Gregory Rodriguez loser. Maybe a little too big of a step up. The Petrosky does look like a hell of a prospect. Yeah, he's Good. solid. Very solid. Uh, there's another truth for Michael Johnson versus Patty Pimblet. And, he, and uh, uh, Barry wants to ask, is, is there any truth to them trying to book Pimblet versus Azaitar? I mean, I think that was one of those war room screenshot fights from the Dana White interview with the Pivot. I hope not. I think that's, a, I think that's an awful idea because I would pick Azaitar to win that fight. Yeah, definitely. I think he'd be like, a, I'd, he's a minus, over a minus 200 favor in that fight in my, in my eyes. So I hope they don't go that direction. But listen, if, if if they did and Patty said, yeah, let's go, then much respect. And if he wins, then, you know, that shuts a lot of people up. So I would say probably not, but we'll see. I think we're seeing Michael Johnson more likely than. Um, yeah, uh, that's about as that's about as risky of a fight as I would make <laughs> for Patty. He could sell it. He could sell it, though. Yep. 
And it would, he would sell all the way up until he was KO'd 35 seconds into round one. Uh, what I, oh, uh, did you mention, did you bring up Span versus Almeida? I know you mentioned Jelton Almeida. Is this option for Span? Uh, no one brought that to my attention. Okay. Well, Barry says, regardless of what happens with uh, Almeida's upcoming fight at heavyweight, this guy should be fast-tracked and beating someone like Span, while very possible, uh, will shoot him into the top 15. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a hell of a matchup for Almeida to get. Uh, should he, especially just not, let's say he has a strong performance against Parker Porter, just wipes him out, he's ready to fight again soon. Throw him in there. All right, let me quickly jump over to IG. You don't want to, don't want to neglect my IG boys. Um... Tristan Gordet uh, also messaging me. I, I won't read. He didn't say any picks, but I will say he just asked uh, for anyone who's listening now. Something just popped up on Sunday about uh, Gregor Gillespie. You know the UFC roster. That UFC roster watch Twitter account. Um, Gregor Gillespie being removed. Uh, uh, guys, yeah, we don't know. We haven't heard anything about him being released or anything. There's a lot of uh, other reasons why people get removed um, from the the roster. Uh, Yoani and Jacek was just yeah, removed from that. Specifically, not necessarily the roster, but from the what do we call the fan voting or something? The fan, like the fans, can have like their own rankings pool, right? And if a fighter is if they if the fighter is deemed ineligible because of lack of activity, they can just right. remove them from the fan ranking pool. Right, and that's guys when you see uh, the UFC roster watch Twitter account when you see a name removed, that's generally why the source that they're going from is from the fan rankings thing. There might be some other sources, but that is it's it's automated. It's like a it's I assume it's like a bot. So you you're just going to see that pop up right away. I don't so, but we're also by the way not saying that we know for sure that Gillespie has not been released by the UFC. Uh, there's certain reasons why there would why they they would. Again, he just hasn't been the most active guy. Uh, and, but he is coming off a win, so we'll we'll probably uh, learn more about that later this week, guys. We will dig into that for you. But uh, as far as we know, Gillespie still uh, with the UFC. But we'll see. Look out! Look out for statements from Gillespie himself. Who knows? Matt Bradbury throwing in some Bellator picks. Not even going to read these. Come on, Matt. You know we. You know I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, and a lot of picks people have already had. But uh, Davey Grant versus John Castaneda, great matchup. Um, also, uh, Tetsuro Tower versus uh, Bruno Silva, the flyweight version. Yeah. Petrosky versus Ian Heinish. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's fine. That. Yeah, I like it. CJ, Michael Johnson versus Jordan Levitt? Uh, no. Well. Yeah, I was a no at like first sound, but now it's not awful. <sighs> Man, it'd be such an interesting fight because if Levitt can't get it to the ground. He's in trouble, but even if it does get to the ground, Johnson's pretty slick down there. He's not doesn't have the jujitsu skills that Levitt has, but I mean Levitt is Le, Levitt on the feet would be in a world of trouble. So yeah, I mean, listen, if they made it, I'd be I'd be very I'd be intrigued by it. I could see it. I could see it. MMA heads uh, always sending in great picks. Uh, here's some fresh ones. Grant Davy Grant versus the Dana Bakari Kyung Ho Kang winner. I like that. I actually have those guys really like close together in my rankings, so I totally see uh, where that kind of. And he he likes Levitt for Manuel Torres. That might be more likely, just as far as like UFC experience goes. But um, Tyra versus oh my goodness, I'm mess. I'm forgetting this person's first name. Tayer versus Clayton. Hey, Clayton, excuse me. Clayton Rodriguez. Yeah, Clayton did not, you know, another hype prospect, did not pick up the win in his UFC debut, but he had a tough opponent. So, um, yeah, that's that's very logical. Uh, Dylan Shute said, what a weird card that was. It was good, but at the same time, <laughs> it was good, but also not that interesting at the same time. I'd get a 6.5 in the gymnastics meter. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, that, uh, was a, that was like the WCW Thunder of events, <laughs> where, like, if it's a good Thunder show, you're like, all right, that was pretty good, but... 
It's just no storylines coming out of it at all. Sure. Uh, Blockovitz versus Ankaliah Smith winner. Uh, Ryan Spann versus Thiago Santos win loser draw against Jamal Hill. People, that's how you do it. Tell me if you want to pick someone who's booked, say to give me that win loser draw. Thank you. Davy Graham versus Chris Gutierrez. Is he not booked? I don't think he is. He's not. But I'm surprised. Yeah, Chris Gutierrez, where are you at? That's a, uh, Gutierrez. That's a, let's, let's have that fight. Uh, let's well, he see. Just fought. De- he followed us in two months ago. No, I'm, I'm, I'm impatient. I want to see him again. <laughs> Dad Jackson, Davy Grant versus Ricky Simone. I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah, Ricky's um, ranked and he's pretty high up there. Yeah, a great, great fight, great fight. I just, I just don't think he's going time soon. Janjaroba versus Lupi Godinez. Wow, that I is mean, interesting. I mean, Lupi would jump on that in a second. Well, I mean, Lupi would jump on any fight in a second. <laughs> that's very. That's that's really interesting. Uh, I I like that. I like that. Our pal uh, Michael Conifray at Otno and MMA Fighting Memes. People follow that account. Like wants does he wants to see that Manuel Torres uh, Jai Herbert matchup and uh, Span Dominic Reyes. Y'all know the name. I think this is the first time sending me picks. Well, y'all they mentioned it before. Well, y'all know the name. They want to see Michael John. Oh no. Well, this might be the last time you send me. <laughs> Michael Johnson and Bobby Green. As I just said, Bobby Green, it looks like he will be fighting Jim Miller. So y'all know the name. At least you tried. It doesn't look like he's fighting Jim Miller. He is fighting Jim Miller. <laughs> it's done. Well, it's happening. I mean, July it's, 2nd. It, well, you know, nothing is final until they're in the cage. But yes, uh, y'all know the name. Uh, better luck next time. And I think, my friend, I think, oh, sorry. Let, let, let me hit my email. I got two emails, of course. Uh, Jay Donaghy, the Poconos picker. Ah, man, everyone's on this Jan Jaroba, Tisha Torres thing. Uh, Michael Johnson, Tony Ferguson rematch. Let's do it. Uh, Chukagan versus that French chic, uh, Manuel Fiorello. Manuel Torres, Luigi Vendramini. Is Luigi still? I've asked this multiple times. I feel like I'm really disrespecting him because I feel like. No, I think he, I think he, he might have been released. He might have released. I don't know if we have a news story about that yet, but there, I'm just saying I do believe there's a list of names uh, that was fired out recently, and I think he might have been on it. We might be still working to confirm that one, but um, I do think it's released. But I won't blame you for that one, Jay Donnie, because I don't think you read about it on MMAfighting.com. And he is saying, he's just going straight up, Blachowicz, Yuri Prohaska, title fight, end of 2022. So it does not seem to like uh, Glover's chances. And, uh, of course, our pal, Casey Carpenter. I'll let, I'll let you close out the show, Casey. Uh, great work all you guys this week. Let Mike know. I shouldn't read this. Mike, I shouldn't read this. This isn't good for your ego. Casey Carpenter says, let Mike know. I think he might be the best journalist in MMA. Okay. I mean, you're my best friend, so I'm happy to say it, but a lot of great people out there doing work. Michael yeah. Patrick. Michael yeah, Patrick Heck Jr. Michael Patrick Heck Jr. Definitely near the top. Yeah. Definitely I, near the top, if not at the very top. I mean, clearly you didn't listen to the mic check earlier, so you might want to take back... <laughs> You might want to take back that statement. Uh, Araujo versus Grasso. Do it in San Antonio, El Paso, San Diego, or some similar city. Give back Grasso that rub. Yeah, pick a city with a big, you know, big, that sort of big Mexican and uh, Latino population. Uh, David Grant, uh, David Grant, Howney Barcelos. I think that's the most popular Grant pick that we've, we've mentioned. Uh, but let's be honest, no matter who you put Grant against, you're going to get an entertaining fight. That is for damn sure. Uh, Duyan versus Yuri after Mike said uh, Glover submits him. And when Rocket's healthy, uh, put him against any top five at the time. Definitely want to see the main event ran back someday. Um, I would like to, because I think considering Blachowicz's age, I don't know how much longer he wants to fight. Like, I think he has a lot of big fights ahead of him. And by the time Rocket comes back, I think 
he'll he could be in a very different place and maybe looking for like you know those last like retirement fights and i don't know if rockage would necessarily be one of them but obviously rockage wants it and uh, at the time it works out sure would be a fun one to run back uh, given how this one was going and and how it ended guys guys and gals email me please your picks uh alex.lee at sbnation.com on twitter at alexander k lee on instagram at alexander kk lee my dms are always open m underscore heck jr on the ig that's where you can submit your picks we'll be back again next week for a fight night card that is scheduled for the exact right time prelim to 4 p.m eastern main card at 7 p.m eastern 11 fights in total main event holly holm versus ketlin vieta santiago ponzinibbio versus michelle beheta is back ladies and gentlemen great and piece of matchmaking this is a co-main event right come on is, is the schedule out yet? Is, is it? Do we know that it is the it is the second last fight? It will be the co-main event. It freaking better be. <laughs> uh, yeah, very. I mean, very worthy, very worthy. Uh, you have a guy who's a, a. I I don't know if he's ranked for us anymore, but he's at, at the least hanging around the top fifteen, and certainly was previously ranked like in the top ten. And uh, Michelle Pajeda is Michelle Pajeda. So yes, if that is the co-main event, approved. It's a very like this. This has good matchmaking potential. We got Chidi and Jaquani versus Dusko Todorovic, mm-hmm. Pollyanna Viana versus Tabitha Ricci, Eric Anders, Jun Young Park, Joseph Holmes, Alan uh, Amadovsky. Oh, he's back. He's been fun. I guess for a while. Yes, uh, we got Parker Pacaporta against Jelton Almeida. This has to be the strangest fight of the year on this paper. Is, this is a Ryzen matchup. This is a four-on-no-point type of fight if you got if you <laughs> picked this one. People message me and send me a screenshot. If you somehow picked Jonathan Almeida versus Parker Porter at heavyweight, uh, you guess you're getting two two auto points for me, two auto points for Mike. Uh, and yes, this should be a, a, this again. This should be happening in Ryzen. This is a classic. Whatever they're close enough in weight, just throw them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Omar Morales versus Euros Medic. That, that should be, be really fun. Yeah. Jonathan Martinez, Vince Morales will be really fun. Phantom weights. Chase Hooper is back against hey. Felipe Cojales. And the May card opener, Elise Reed, back, taking on Sam Hughes. Quick turnaround, essentially, for both women. Elise Reed okay. fought on the London card, got the victory over Corey McKenna, and Sam Hughes just got a victory in her last fight to probably save her UFC job. So 11 fights. I love it. This is a, a solid card. This is exactly what a fight night card should look like. You got a name in Holly Holm at the top of the card. You get some compelling matchups. You get some prospects. You get a little bit of everything. We'll be back to discuss all of the major storylines from a matchmaking perspective from UFC Vegas 55 right here on the program. But until then, everybody, for Alexander Kaylee, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun right here next week on On to the Next One the podcast you're listening to the vox media podcast network with the nba finals around the corner you can bet with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code vox mma that's code vox mma for new customers to get a no sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit 
Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.